All right, we're rocking and rolling on this Monday morning. This is Vince Tornado sitting in for Bruce Hooley here on the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer. Uh, Bruce has got a great blog that you should check out. He has been very active online, and one of the things that he is doing is uh, giving you updates on his health. And uh, he doesn't promote it often, but I'm going to do it in his stead. You can go online to his website, brucehooley.com, to make no mistake of the uh, spelling of his last name. It's H-O-O-L-E-Y. That's brucehooley.com. Go on there. You can see what is happening with him and the latest health updates, uh, and uh, he will provide that, uh, I know, here on the show, but uh, also on his blog as well. So on his website, there is a way that you can help. It is also on 989theanswer.com, too, in ways you can help because uh, undoubtedly a situation like this with brain cancer can lead to unexpected medical bills. And uh, we know you, the audience, uh, love Bruce. So show him some love. Go online and uh, do what you can for Mr. Hooley during this time. He is a warrior, and it's always great to hear his voice and uh, get to know what is going on with him. And I know that uh, he'll probably be on later this week to give you more. But, again, go to the website, brucehooley.com. To know what is happening with him, of course, uh, you know, as I was preparing for the show, you look at uh, what's happening and top headline. It's always Israel and Hamas, Israel and Hamas. And I think, you know, one of the things that uh, I personally just uh, struggle with is when you see these headlines uh, and it's hard because it's almost like, you know, when a car accident or something that is incredibly emotionally distressing happens uh, you know, like a death in the family. There's a guy I used to work for, uh, and uh, and he was involved quite a bit in the uh, financial advising business. And one of the things that he would say very wisely was, uh, you know, emotional decision-making is a bad deal. Emotional decision-making usually leads to pretty poor consequences, whether that emotion be anger or uh, sadness or, you know, insert some other emotion here. Um, and anytime you input emotion into really any situation, it kind of clouds, uh, I think this is pretty basic for all of us. It clouds the judgment of, you know, what you're trying to accomplish and what you want to do. And as I look at what's happening in Israel with, you know, Gaza and, you know, the potential with Hezbollah, but the war with Hamas, um, I think one thing that stands out is I think that I was listening to the news at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, you know, one thing that stands out is, uh, You know, Israel is going to make good on their promise that Hamas will exist no more. Uh, But uh, the unfortunate part is there will be some level of a Hamas-like threat to Israel because of its importance to God and its importance uh, to the uh, story of of humanity. So, you know, there will always be some level of conflict, some level of opposition to Israel. Uh, And I think if you uh, search the scriptures, you'll find that uh, very quickly that uh, support for Israel is important. So, you know, the whole part uh, of this is that, uh, you know, it's been going on for two weeks. Um, you know, when when you see the initial shock, you know, it, there is almost this, like, unstable nature. I mean, war is unstable regardless. But you have this, like, unstable nature of, like, what's happening? This is, happening. This is the truth. This is what's going to happen next, all this other stuff. So it's almost like everybody's trying to fill this certainty vacuum you know, when these things happen, it was similar to kind of, you know, with 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 COVID, 
And I think, uh, you know, there were situations where this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. And so it's hard. It's really hard to find some sort of concrete, you know, way of thinking through these situations, whether it be COVID, whether it be, you know, war or, you know, some other conflicts, you know, whether it be on a grand scale like the war with uh, Israel and Hamas or on a on a personal level. So I guess what I'm just trying to say here in this opening segment here on the Bruce Hooley Show, and, and this is Vince Tornado, by the way, filling in for for Bruce. And I, I think what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you have to look at situations like this with a level spiritual and emotional head on your shoulders. Um, and I think it's important to look at news stories, understanding um, kind of the stage in the game in, in, in which we're in. Because everybody is trying to be first when it comes to to the news. Everybody wants to make sure they have the thing that gets the most clicks because it's unfortunate. I mean, the the, the day in which we live is, is we have a news media um, that is driven by the, I would say, the understandable necessity to be first. Because you want people, you know, with, with, with the Internet, people are going out there, what's happening? They want to know first. And if you're not first, then you're basically last because, like, seconds matter. Uh, with uh, with uh, the Internet-based uh, news media and, and TV as well because there, there's so many different levels of competition. So with news being a competition, that adds a, a different layer to uh, to all this as well. So I guess what I'm just saying is, you know, as we, as we look at the news as it relates to Israel, as we look at the news as it relates to truly any emotionally volatile situation, realize, one, that, uh, you know, there is the rush to be first there is that uh, emotional layer of like whoa you know I, I think i think the news will 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 prey on that and and want you to be like oh i gotta get engaged you gotta know what's happening here and and all this and i think there is a, a time and a place for engaging and being aware of course but i think when we look at news like this i think there's also a part that sometimes you have to um disengage from the tragedy that is the world that we often see you know, there, there's 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 people, there's good people out there doing good things uh, with uh, with all this happening, but there's a whole heck of a lot of bad things too. So I think uh, that's that's just kind of my message as I uh, kind of unload my heart with you a little bit as I uh, think about what is what is happening here because everybody everybody wants to offer answers um, and and certainty. Uh, but again, like I've said in times past, you gotta, you gotta be aware of if something is emotionally prodding you to some sort of action or some logical conclusion, I think you need to really be, uh, be careful with that. You know, don't, you know, you know, cross it off necessarily, but I think at the same time, you also have to take a step back and I think you need to stop and think about things more deeply than the headline and perhaps more deeply than the article. Because as I have mentioned before, context is important. And uh, what's the angle that uh, somebody is, is, is trying to push? So uh, those are my thoughts as uh, we open up this uh, first segment as it relates to the war in Israel. We do have some updates, though. Uh, United Nations is, and it's hard to believe, it's been like two weeks and a few days since this war started. The, uh, the United Nations uh, confirmed that uh, there's been 14 aid trucks that uh, entered Gaza late yesterday. And uh, that is after another 20 of uh, 20 trucks had uh, had arrived. So it looks like, according to this report from uh, this is a great bullet pointed list of uh, what's happening in Israel. 
uh, at least from what I can tell from uh, LinkedIn News. So a total of 34 aid trucks. And, of course, um, you know, aid workers have been saying we need more. There's more to be done. And I do think that one thing that does need to be said, and I think is at least I would hope would be obvious, is that there are innocent Palestinians, um, you know, who do need prayer, who do need um, who, who, unfortunately, you know, innocence does get in the uh, in, in the uh, crosshairs uh, of this. Uh, we've had uh, 1,400 people in Israel uh, have died, uh, according to the United, the United Nations, uh, and they're and they're citing local authorities. So th- this is where this kind of ties into, uh, you know, my level of like skepticism when I uh, when I look at the news. Uh, well, they say that over 4,600 Palestinians have died, or over 1,400, you know, people in Israel have died. It, well, that's the UN citing local authorities, and so I think that what you need to do is uh, look at other sources as best as you possibly can and see what, you know, other folks are saying. And I'm sure that the numbers would be uh, relatively somewhere in that ballpark. And sometimes they're not. Um, the U.S. actually, uh, and this is one of the things, too, is like I, I'm I'm kind of glad in a way. It's like you want to get in there and you want to destroy Hamas, but you also can't be stupid about war either. You can't you can't be um, you can't rush to a conclusion without thinking through the next steps. Uh, and I think that's what we're seeing here. And I think there's a lot that Israel knows that obviously they're not telling because they're preparing for an imminent ground evasion, invasion. Um, and, it, and it does seem like imminent. Like you think it should have happened already. Like if you told me like last week after they talked about a ground invasion that it still might have happened, I would have been a little bit surprised. But it uh, appears that uh, that is due at least in part to uh, President Biden's uh, uh, advisement to uh, delay that, to delay that invasion so that will allow more time for the hostage negotiations. And, uh, of course, one of the sticking points here is to allow more aid to, to enter Gaza. But this number right here, Israel's military, overnight while you were sleeping or around that time, 320 terror targets they said that they struck. So when uh, Netanyahu, and I got a story somewhere here. Yeah, here it is. When, not, when Netanyahu tells, uh, tells uh, Hezbollah or, or Hamas things like this, um, he specifically said this to Hezbollah if they decide to get involved, it will make the mistake of its life. We will cripple it, of course, being Hezbollah, uh, with it, uh, we will cripple it with a force it cannot even imagine, and the consequences for it in the Lebanese state will be devastating. So uh, I, uh, I wouldn't try that, and hopefully they don't have to put that into action. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But, of course, Hezbollah is kind of um, teasing aggression. And uh, we'll see where, uh, where that uh, continues. We have the uh, death of a synagogue president in Detroit. There's some information about that I'll share as well. And uh, a surprising uh, maybe swing to the right for a certain people group. We'll talk about that coming up. It's Vince Tornado in for Bruce Hoodley here on 98.9 The Answer. All right, all right, closing in on lunchtime here. It's Vince Tornado sitting in for the great Bruce Hoogley here on 98.9. The answer, taking a look at the headlines across the uh, across the world. We have a very, uh, very sad story coming out of Detroit. Um, and this one's interesting. So uh, the woman's name was uh, Samantha Wolf. She was uh, found dead outside of her home uh, early Saturday morning in Detroit. Samantha Wool, I'm sorry. Samantha Wool was the uh, president of the Isaac Agree Downtown Synagogue in Detroit. 
And the timing, of course, leading many to believe that this was an anti-Semitic attack. However, you've got uh, Detroit police chief. His name is James E. White. He said this, quote, The investigation into the death of uh, Ms. Wool remains ongoing at this time. However, no evidence has service suggesting that this crime was motivated by anti-Semitism. She unfortunately had uh, multiple stab wounds, and there was tragically a trail of blood that was leading to her home where the crime likely happened. And with it being Saturday morning, um, you know, this is just pure speculation. I know that, you know, that is the Sabbath uh, for Jews, and I wonder – because, uh, I mean, there's different communities around uh, Ohio that I've seen. Uh, and it's I, I like seeing it. It, it. It's fun to see these these different cultures and, and kids uh, with uh, these, these Jewish families walking around. Um, and you see uh, just the families, uh, you know, walk into the synagogue. And it's uh, it's it, it's fun to see uh, those traditions um, and uh, see them enjoy that uh, that uh, safety that they may have in their community. But uh, it just goes to show that. Uh, um Honestly, you 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 never know uh, when something could occur. Uh, but it also just goes to show that uh, you just always need to to be aware and uh, and pray for this family, pray for this community in Detroit. Because of course, whether or not this actually is, and it certainly does seem like this would be an anti uh, anti Semitic attack. Um, and they're just saying the different law enforcement agencies, not just uh, the uh, Detroit police, are saying that we don't have that evidence yet. And that may that may show up. So I suppose that that may show up. The timing. Uh, is unfortunate and is uh, incredibly suspect uh, at the very least. Uh, but, of course, with everything going on, this is a uh, very sad story for a uh, community that is already uh, struggling with quite a bit in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, this uh, right here, um, I wanted to bring this up because this was th- – there are certain things that, like, when somebody says something, you're like, wow, that was deep. Or, like, wow, you know, this uh, this makes sense. So from Yahoo News – there is uh, this story. I want to read the headline. It said, uh, Family of American Hostages Freed by Hamas Speak Out. It is, uh, it is not the end. So if you're unaware, uh, you probably are already, but uh, there were uh, two Americans released from the clutches of Hamas. It was uh, Judith and Natalie uh, Rantan, uh, Ranan. And um, they were released by Hamas, the cousins actually, of those two women were interviewed on ABC News this morning. One of them said this morning on ABC News, quote, I realized I hadn't breathed for two weeks. That is heavy. And there's about, I think, uh, last time I I, I saw the number, uh, about 200 people who are being held hostage by Hamas. So you multiply this times... At least 200, because there's other people who love these individuals who are uh, under the control of Hamas at this point. And um, it's uh, it's tragic to think about that statement. Like, let me read that again. I realized I hadn't breathed for two weeks. So that is a a cousin, a relative of the two women who just uh, were recently released uh, by by Hamas from the, uh, the hostage group of about 200. Just a very, very deep statement. I never, another one too. I never felt a hug this intense in my life. Just something that uh, just just jumped out at me and, and kind of smacked me across the face. The cousin of these uh, two hostages that were released told ABC News, "We hope that they're alive. The rest of the rest of the family, 
because uh, the cousins that were interviewed uh, this morning on Good Morning America also said that they have like eight other relatives who are still uh, being held hostage. So they said this in relation to the ones that are still held hostage, unfortunately. We hope that they are alive. We hope they're not injured. And we hope and urge anyone that has any influence to do everything they can to bring them back as soon as possible. We don't have the privilege to be. <laughs> this is another statement that stood out to me, honestly. It says, we don't have the privilege to be happy or to celebrate. We don't have the privilege to mourn. We cannot rest. Getting Judith and Natalie back, the two hostages that were released, is not the end. It's the beginning. Um, and we know certainly that uh, those hostages um, would be a, a big target for Israel as they prepare for what is being continued to be described as imminent, uh, imminent ground invasion. So this one here, interesting. It, 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 it's interesting to see like how the world is so connected and there's always uh, other consequences uh, from, uh, from, from when things happen. Uh, and uh, this uh, one pollster, uh, the guy's name is, let me find it here in the article. Okay, so the guy's name is Jake Novak. Uh, according to this article, he is the former media director at the Israeli consulate in New York. He is uh, also a pollster. Uh, and according to, I found this uh, not terribly surprising, but according to the Pew Research Center, you have 64% of Jewish voters in the U.S. identify as Democrat. Then 26%, just 26% consider themselves Republican or right-leaning. So he is saying, he is uh, looking over uh, the, uh, the numbers and doing his analysis, and he foresees a potential Jewish vote swinging to Republicans in 2024. So one thing I would say is there's a long way to go till we get to 2024. And there is a lot of things will say, well, this is what we're going to see. This is what could happen. You know, uh, I, I suppose there is the potential for that. And the reason why there is the potential for a Jewish swing vote to the right is because you've got uh, and I hate even mentioning their names. Uh, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. Then you got Rashida Tlaib, of course, from uh, from Michigan. And they're members of the squad. I love how like we have different like members of like Congress and Senate and stuff. And they all have like their own little group. It's like, the, I mean. I wish it was like high school, but it's not because these people have a very real and direct impact on so many Americans, on millions of Americans' lives. Um, so, uh, you know, with uh, some of the uh, Democrat bungling of the uh, response to the Israel-Hamas war coming out, you know, pro-Palestine and, and, and stuff like that, and they're just saying just stupid, idiotic, downright wrong things, um, this uh, certain pollster says that, uh, yeah, with this division among Democrats in the response to Israel, this may actually help out Republicans. But, of course, like I said, that will remain to be seen. Uh, this one, a big unfortunate oops at a uh, Big Ten school. We'll have that coming up in five minutes here on 98.9 The Answer. It's Vince Tornado sitting in for Bruce Hooley.